The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, giddy up. Welcome to Fair to Stop Last Call, the show that gives you something else to talk about this weekend. Other than dead babies and domestic violence, that's right, this is the show that keeps our first responders well-rounded. We know you're not watching the mainstream news. We don't blame you. It's failing miserably. It's full of lies, propaganda. And that's where we come in because it's you can't just not know what's going on. That's not an excuse. G.I. Joe taught us in the early 90s that knowing is half the battle, baby. So you got to know. And we know that you're not going to watch mainstream media. We get that. We understand that. We were first responders ourselves. We're both former police officers. And that's why we're going through the news, paying our dues to inform you in a way that first responders want to hear about it. Fair Stop Channel brings you five shows a week, giving you all the cop news with comedian and foreign police officer Jay Durrell. We have True Crime Tuesday nights with all your true crime updates and a true crime story with Andrea Uplate. Wednesdays is Last Call with myself and Deadleg Media. Josh from Deadleg Media. And then on Thursdays, we have Com Center with dispatchers John and dispatcher, former police detective um, Drew Breezy. And Friday, of course, is our, our flagship show, our case breakdowns. Uh, guys, listen, we have been growing exponentially. Our Patreon is crushing. Our YouTube is crushing. We just built a brand new studio. That's ours. This is the first time that we will have officially our own studio that we don't pay rent on and hopefully to be moved into that come on Monday. So that's going to be really exciting. So it'll be the last time you see this set behind me for the YouTube viewers. Um, but it's also going to allow us a lot more creative space to work on our Patreon. We have one, two, three, four sets that are inside the one studio. So lots of different stuff. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to our Patreon, become a member. You can become a paid YouTube member. Today's show only goes out to our paid YouTube members on video, but then we'll drop to audio for free on Thursdays to our, our uh, podcast. Today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Mother's Day is right around the corner. It's this weekend. It's not too late to get your mother and your mommy a little Mother's Day gift. Get them the gift that keeps on giving. Get your mother a ghost bed pillow and get your mommy, the woman that you're going to lay down tonight, get her a ghost bed mattress with the adjustable base. The adjustable base can allow for all sorts of mother mommy's day activities. And of course your mother will enjoy a good ghost bed pillow. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Um, and we've got a lot of news to you. I think we've officially turned into a Dave Chappelle episode. I this entire episode could be brought to you by Dave Chappelle. It could be brought to you by Dave Chappelle. I woke up this morning and thought to myself, if there are alternate universes, there's an alternate reality and we're living in it. I believe that we are living in a Dave Chappelle episode because every single headline from today's show was in fact a Dave Chappelle episode. Um, starting off today, we will be covering reparations. If you remember the Dave Chappelle episode where he had a reparations episode, getting that money. Uh, we've got Kamala Harris, the AI czar, who's going to be selling us on all the good AR. Uh, that reminds me of, of a popular copy, a pop copy, pop copy episode where Dave Chappelle is selling technology and computers and printers, even though he knows, has no idea anything about printers or copiers, uh, and just filling the customer's heads full of disappointment, which is how I think that story is going to play out. Uh, we've got, what else do we've got? We got a giant penis. Uh, there was a lot of penis episodes. There was a lot of mo. Yeah. There was a, there was actually an episode where a, uh, black man dressed in dominatrix outfits goes out in Mo's yards. That was a Dave Chappelle episode. Uh, what else do we have for tonight? Uh, we got the, uh, oh yeah, we got Clayton Bigsby, the white supremacist, the black white supremacist. Cause we are going to be covering, uh, a Mexican white supremacist that was uh, the mass shooter in Texas. Uh, and we're going to break down, can you be a Mexican white supremacist? I didn't know this before the show, uh, but spoiler alert, yes, you can in fact be a Mexican white supremacist because, uh, well, we'll get to it. I don't want to spoil it too much. But yes, the answer is 
is yes. Josh, before I jump down into my various news articles that we have to cover today, uh, what do you have? Do you have anything for us? There's one thing that I'm that I've been watching and, and week by week, more and more stuff has been coming out and not everybody's been talking about it. And it's probably a good reason why uh, they got caught in lies. Remember that letter that 51 intelligence agencies put out, they signed off and said that the, uh, the, the laptop from Hunter Biden was for sure Russian disinformation. Right. Well, we know who authored it. We know who told who to author it. So we're getting back to like find out the who and the what, and it's finding out sounded like the CIA is involved with election interference. Oh, shocker, shocker, shocker. Matter of fact, last night's true crime episode, which was the craziest true crime episode I've ever heard. It was uh, the boys on the tracks. And oh my God, I felt even last night when I went home, I now know what it means to be woke after that out because that case shows you how corrupt the fact that it ties back to the Clintons so easily as well. Absolutely insane. I've always kind of half jokingly jumped on the killery train half joking. But after that episode, I'm like, Oh, I get it. It's really not a joke at all. Like that's a hundred percent real. Like there's, I think there's a website that was tracking the the list of people that have had questionable deaths that have had an association with the Clintons. Like wow. the only thing I could say is I'm, I'm glad that I didn't know him any better. Yeah. So tell me about this news that you found out about the CIA. What did you, what did you find out? Where did you find so out? This, What's your source? This is, what do we got? This is coming from uh, the New York post. And I want to make sure that I'm reading directly from the New York post because of what's been put out was, Last year or two, a couple of years ago, you had the Hunter Biden uh, laptop come out. And as soon as it came out, Twitter right away said, no, that this is we can't put this out. And they they had all their it was part of their hack materials policy, but other hack materials stuff. Could, like there was a clear, concerted effort to make sure that this information did not get out to the public. All right. Now we're finding out who did what and when. We're finding on the other side of things with the House Judiciary Committee that the former CIA director, Michael Moore, testified under oath that he drafted the letter and the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, was the person who told him what to do. At the time, Anthony uh, served as the campaign advisor to the Biden campaign. So all this, if you we go down for the timing of when all this came out, all this is going down in timing right before there's an, the, the debate comes out. So there's emails that even have that have been leaked it to the to Judiciary Committee that have these emails in there like, hey, not only can we get other people to sign off on this, even though we know it's complete BS, we're going to try to get this signed off and pushed out before the, the debate. And then in October, Biden used this in his debate talking points. So this is all like, at what point does the American people go, hey, our government circumvented itself to make sure that people didn't hear? Like, that's. Well, I think we're doing it right now uh, as well, if I'm not mistaken, like, with the uh, debates currently, where we're just not going to yeah, do them. Right? We're just not going to do them. So now we're just going to circumvent we... all the questions that the American people have by just not holding a debate. And we're not, and not like, when you go to search for this stuff, here the, here's the other thing. You search the Bren, uh, Brennan Biden letter to try to find the specifics of it. And Google has this fun thing. When you try to search some topics that it doesn't like you searching, it'll start suppressing stuff. Not only that, I'll put these little uh, headlines up where this topic is changing so frequently, where they're trying to make sure that the information that you do see is what they have curated. So right. even they're, they're trying to, to retard all the information so that exactly. you're with more questions than you have with answers. Because then the only information that starts to get out is where we start like it'll this this questioning where the information comes from starts to trickle down into like our our Mexicans white supremacists where this information came from like it's questionable where the where the footing is but we're gonna go run with it so hard but we have this is just it's scary. Well, they saw how that worked with the Breonna Taylor case. I mean, they they convinced a mass majority of the population, even with cops that I talked to, they still think Breonna Taylor was killed in her bed asleep 
while working as an EMS worker, not an EMT worker, but an EMS worker. So, you know, it works, right? Like if we just put out the information and we put it out with passion and with emotions and we act like, you know, we, we put it out with the confidence and the bravado that it's true, the American people will fall for it. And then they will never, they'll never go back to fact check it or, uh, or care if you recant what you had said previously. And when they're uh, like the, there's more that's coming out literally bef- like minutes before we went live. Uh, I, I texted you that, that list of the, the judiciary letter in that letter. Uh, there's a 36 page letter that came out this morning about money ties and, and where money is getting funneled through, through the Bidens and their ties when he was vice president and all these different companies that he's had. And even in this letter, they specifically outlined some, some talking points where they've asked the Biden administration directly about a specific topic with a specific question and they have completely ignored it or they just won't answer. Yeah, they won't like the one about Hunter Biden making $80,000, $82,000 a month in the UK and Burisma deal. And, and Joe Biden in that famous clip where he says, I told him right now that like if you don't if you don't fire the whoever the guy was, you can the prosecutor guy, right? The prosecutor, then they wouldn't get any more money, you know? And so they fired the prosecutor and it all goes back to, well, your son's making $82,000 a month and he has no qualifications to be making that kind of money with Burisma or any of that stuff. And you follow the one prosecutor that's looking into uh, corruption and everything else with Ukraine. And then soon as, you know, Joe Biden becomes president, he starts a war in Ukraine or Russia starts a war in Ukraine, or I'm not even sure who started that war in Ukraine, if it was us or Russia. But I do find it very odd that uh, that leading up to his presidential election, there were so many ties to the Biden family and Ukraine. Um, but uh, is that is that the only story you have for us? You got yeah, that's else? the only one that I'm kind of working on because it's it's ongoing literally it's more came out this morning just before we went live so we're gonna that's one that we're gonna stay on top of and it's funny because it's like as we bring stories throughout the week and we give it a whole week we kind of see those stories go full circle like this next story which was if you remember last week we were talking about uh google's ai um the the king of ai the godfather of ai i believe is what the article had deemed him uh quit resigned and resigned saying that AI was getting too powerful and that people weren't putting enough things in place to protect us. Um, And then we find out almost later that day, after the episode, our episode aired, we find out later that day that Kamala Harris gets appointed as the AI czar, according to the the official White House documents, the AI czar, which I didn't know we had czars in America. is that, we have is that the something misinformation we... czar. They tried to make a misinformation right. czar not too long ago. Like, right. I don't know what we, this fascination with czars is. Yeah. Um, czar, man, it's, it sounds very Russian to me, right? Like, weren't the Russians the one that had czars? That sounds like very red. Sounds like Russia or like Germany in the 40s type talk. Right. It's weird, czar's isn't it? Russian for I've, communist. Like, anytime I've ever heard the word czar was usually in a james bond movie and it was the bad guy it was somehow implicated as a bad person a czar and they're always named Um, hans (laughs) ah you've got it again mr bond but uh yeah so uh the fact that we're just throwing the word czar around is very odd to me but uh, it's funny that kamala harris gets appointed as the the ai czar and the godfather of air is like fuck it i'm out and i would be offended too because i feel like Kamala Harris, and listen, poor Kamala Harris. She's had a hard go at it. I mean, she's had an ama- just an immense amount of staffers who have resigned under her. Um, she's been labeled as a bully uh, from other coworkers. Um, she has the lowest approval rating of, of all time. She's got a worse approval rating than Dick Cheney. He shot a dude in the face. Um, she is the butt of many jokes, many jokes. But, uh, you know, I want to read a quote. This is a quote from one of uh, her staff workers. It says, with Kamala, you have to put up with a constant amount of soul-destroying criticisms and also her own lack of confidence, the former staffer said. So you're constantly sort of propping up a bully, and it's not really clear why. 
Um, and, and you could see this, like in it, her speeches, her interviews, they're all a disaster. Um, but anyway, she's now the czar. I like how Elon Musk put it, where he said that I'm glad that we have somebody in charge of AI that couldn't even reset a router if she had to. Didn't when she like patronizing people about the color of school buses a couple of months ago too? Like, oh yeah, I I can't think of a more unqualified person to be in charge. Well, she's you know because she started off with e, e, her campaign was started off with a lot of like momentum and there was a lot of people that were pumped about her coming in and then it really quickly after all the momentum was gone from like her initial like Kamala Harris first black female as soon as like she started interviews and then her debates and everything like that she instantly went down and it's because the whole world can see that she's an idiot she's not and I feel bad because I wouldn't be able to do her job any better I wouldn't I that would be like putting Kamala Harris in charge as the vice president is about as dumb as putting me in charge of that but, I but would we're not running for the presidency, though. Is less qualified to do that job as she is. But, but I don't have trying to. Laugh. Yeah, you're not trying to be the czar of AI. You're trying to be the czar of podcast networks. Big difference. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be a czar of podcast networks. <laughs> I'm just literally trying to bring something that the first responders didn't have, and that was a voice, right? Because. Everybody was hating on first responders when we started the show uh, and still all the misinformation that goes into law enforcement, what, how it affects law enforcement and uh, firefighters and oh God, state troopers and uh, just everything else. And there was just nothing else for us to do. Even true crime had this very left wing liberal take on it. Um, and that made it no fun to listen to because, you know, they always tried to paint the police officers and all the true crime cases as some kind of Barney Fife, you know, ignoramus. Uh, who who couldn't solve the crime, right? But they never go into the, the totality of the circumstances. That's why we started this channel, so that we could give you something to listen to from a police perspective, from the perspective of other officers who hear the news, who have done a little bit of research, and basically I'm giving you talking points. I'm not trying to convince you or sway you one way or the other. I don't care if you love Kamala Harris. I doubt you do. I doubt very many people do. So I'm not afraid to throw her on the bus. It's like Lori Lightfoot. Not really afraid to crush on her because I'm not sure she has a lot of fans from the left or the right. I'm not trying to persuade you to be left or right. I could give two fucks. I think, you know, I think we're a one party system anyway at this point. Uh, all I'm trying to do is give you something to talk about so that when your neighbor brings up AI and the new AI czar, You've got some stuff to punch back at them with, or at least have something to carry on the conversation. So you don't have to switch swiftly switch that conversation to a door you kicked in uh, to some, you know, drug user that you were oppressed over the week and make everybody feel uncomfortable around the table. I mean, sometimes people are into those stories, but not all the time. So now you can talk about, um, you know, about how stupid it is to appoint her. Now, listen, she was also appointed to take care of our borders and that's become a disaster. Right now, oh, oh. Are you what sure? is it? Seven hundred million. I think the 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 number that I read was <clears throat> close to seven hundred million had come across since Biden's been in office. Yeah, that's a shit ton of people. Which I think you told me was more that seven hundred million people coming into the United States is more than the Russians have come into Ukraine. Yeah, there was. I was look. I was going to try to find the numbers specifically, but there, they they had said the the alleged number of combatants on the Russian side and the alleged number of combatants on the Ukrainian side. If you combine those two numbers, it's still less than the amount of people that are coming across our border every day. I also found this as an interesting stat as I was reading about it. Is that uh, do you know how much of the American population is actually black? It's it's less than I think it's like. Seven percent. It's like said between seven or twelve percent, somewhere in there. It's not a. Yeah, it's not a lot. Twelve percent of America is are actually black people, and do you know how many the percentage of Hispanics there are in America? Probably even less than that. No, more. Ooh, there's more Hispanics in America than there are black people. Seventeen percent. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I. I just I would have guessed like honestly as dumb as I am I would have guessed forty eight percent black, like I thought like half of America was black. 
They had a big pro. Oh, there's a big immigrant selection here in Colorado, and they're when they legalized weed some years ago, the cartels moved up because you could legally grow it here. So they would grow. Uh, they had their own grow houses and stuff. They'd grow it here and then ship it to Kansas or California or whatever you need. Because why try to get it across the border if you can just grow it here logistically right. to save you time and money? You're not spending money on fuel for trucks to come across. So, yeah. I mean, at what point does – I mean, I don't know. Like, Which, that just seems odd to me that, that, that we have so many Hispanics and we're just allowing that to happen and why so many people are so pro that. I don't, I mean, I'm not anti-Mexican by any means, um, by any means. I, I actually think that Mexican culture has one of the best work ethics uh, ever. Um, well, you, you but can't argue what I do what... have a problem with is that we're so okay with anybody of any kind of culture to just freely come into our country to kind of make it their own. Like, it seems have, like a little conquering to me. Like it seems like Mexico is conquering the United States. They really like they uh, they have. You can't argue on one side that the America is such this this racist and we we hate people. You you can't argue on one hand that and on the other hand say we're the greatest country on earth. While these people are trying to like, you can't argue both sides of that that same thing. And at the other thing. Everybody that has come here for a better future and has done it legally come through the immigrant. Like it shits all over that process. It shits all over everything that they've done. It, it, cause it tells me why do I want to go through the legal process? If I can go through it illegally and get done 10 times as fast and yeah. I'll get, and I'll get, I'll get stuff. I won't have to pay to because if you want to, pay to get like to go through your citizenship you have to pay if there's we a were lot of truly money truly racist if cops were truly racist they would go to the mexican fairs the mexican what do you call those the uh, flea markets yep. uh, we have two mexican flea markets near where i live and every sunday it is insanity it's like little tijuana right here in north carolina thousands and thousands None of them speak English. None of them have proper identification. None of them have like all their car tags are like expired. <laughs> and, like, I mean, you could tell that most of their vehicles haven't even been inspected, which in North Carolina inspection world, if we were truly racist, if we were true, if cops were truly racist and biased, they would just park outside and run tags all day long. They would just walk through and serve warrants all day long. Because it would be like shooting fish in the barrel. The thing is, is that we're so not racist that we don't care. We just allow that. To, we, we're like, no, we're not going to fuck with them on Sunday at a flea market, even though we could write. Um, we could we could meet 10 years worth of quotas. If quotas were a thing, we could get 10 years worth of quotas in one Sunday afternoon at the Mexican fair. But we don't get do that. Care. Nobody does that because because we're not assholes, because we're not we're not inherently systemically racist. You know what yep. I mean? We're humans and we see other humans enjoying what we have. And that's freedom in the United States. And we, we allow that to happen. Um, I've, but you I've know, people to... in the mainstream media would like to think that, you know, we're no nonsense when it comes to this. I just think that reasonably speaking, open borders is a terrible idea. It's just not safe. It's just not safe. Well, you, cause you, you, you could do the great, that you can have everything with the greatest intentions but you have to understand that we live in a world where people like not everybody has the greatest intentions. We don't live in this fairy tale land. Like there are people that want to do you harm. There are people that will, they will take whatever you have from you and they'll take it from you. As we saw that, in last night's true crime episode, the boys, like, on the you'll, you're going to have, you're going to have like, you don't think that there are other countries like terrorist organizations like we were we just forget about all of the terrorist organizations that we've pissed off or everything that we've done in Afghanistan like we just forget all about all that. You don't think that you can come through Mexico and just walk right across the border now? Why do I have to try to go through Dallas or JFK Airport when I can just walk right across the border in Texas? Not only that, they're gonna have a van waiting for me, busting me up to DC. Like <laughs> possibly <it's>, Chicago. <laughs> you, you you and it just it deal like like my wife is from China, like it delegitimizes everything that she's done. She's worked her ass off to be a citizen for this country. And for what? Like 
you you fought for this country. I fought for this country. We have veterans that are trying to get benefit, like that are like they're cutting veterans' benefits, like people that have actually done something for this country, and now we're just going to just shit all over that. Like it's it, you, you, yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, I do, but I don't. Right. Well, understand it even less because right now. Uh, the big news is that the reparations in California, uh, in, I think it was in 2020, Governor Newsom appointed a coalition, a, a group of people for to look at reparations. Um, and they kind of come back now that they have drafted a final report and Governor Newsom is not going to sign it because it's ridiculous. I, I like right before we got started, I did some quick math. Uh, slavery was uh, outlawed in 1865. The oldest person alive lived 122 years. Um, if that person had been born, let's say a couple weeks before slavery was outlawed, they would have died in 1987. So that's, that's 35 years ago. So it, California is going to try to take money from people that never had anything to do with this and give it to people that had nothing. Like you can, like I guarantee that you can probably maybe go through descendants and you can say, all well, you could buy, I am not doubting that at all, but somebody living in California right now has never owned a slave. Right. right. Never, never. And most likely, might not even have had family members that were slaves. I remember there was uh, one woman that was like speaking out just super against like American slavery and everything only to come to find out that like her lineage comes from like England. Like not only that. And like her, her, her like my, like one of her grandparents like went from England to Africa and married like an African or something like that. Like, so she was like super far removed from slavery, like as far away from slavery. And she's one of the ones that sits on this reparations task force. That's what it's called, by the way, not a coalition. It's a task force, which I think is very militaristic. Um, like the, really you're going to get $13,619 for each year of residency based on a 71 year old life expectancy for healthcare disparities. Well, yeah, the, the, here's some examples of the reparations that they proposed. Um, and, and I, and I do frankly think that they're pretty absurd. Especially when we have like Irish people who are kind of shit on. We've got Japanese people, or kind of, even though Japanese were the most horrific, you know that's one thing we don't talk about a lot in American history either is how horrific the Japanese were in World War II. Arguably, they were more horrific than the Nazis. I would. There's the the city that my wife is from. They have a museum from I think it's the 716 Project or whatever that project. It starts with the number seven. But it was the the Japanese. They just experimented on humans. Yeah, they, like, they, like, like crazy. Like they would take pregnant women and stick them out in the snow to see how them. long they froze before, like see what froze first, the woman first, or the fetus. Or the, then they would like amputate. Like they'd cut someone's arm off to see how long before. Like it. You want to talk about like museums? It'll like that. I've been to the Holocaust Museum. I've been to this museum, uh, and I'll say that this one I got way, I got a way more emotional response from walking through. Like, yeah, because they did like a, they did the Australian Death March. Did you see that in the museum where they walked these Australians to death, and only two survived the walk, and they executed them at the end of the walk? Could you imagine? And it was like thousands of Australians. This entire like. It's incredible. Like I'll talk. I maybe I'll talk about my wife and see if she want to talk about it on Patreon for a little bit. It's the amount of people that this like that's a lint that that happened. There are people alive today. My wife's mother, my mother in law, she was alive when like she was young, but she was alive when this was going on. So we want to talk about things like like slavery has been gone for a while, and you're going to have because the other thing that we were talking about before we went live is. It's going to cause like this is going to cause a rippling effect. So SpaceX is pulled out of where, where they're they're not in California anymore. Tesla is not located in California anymore. California it's bullshit like this. I mean, they're wanting eight hundred. Let's see, what was it? Uh, eight hundred billion dollars. 
we're going to end hundred billion dollars to reparations. And California is proposing their, they call it the wealth and exit tax is what it's called. And they want to be able to, they're going to try to start taxing wealthy people even after you don't live in California more. So if you live in California and you're like, hey, I don't want my money going to this. I'm going to take it and go someplace else. California's like, well, yeah, you're still going to have to pay us even after you leave. Like how, how, how is any of like, I'm going to take from you be, to give to somebody like, where is that legal? <laughs> At what point in history did like, this is like the, the problem is that this is going to cause. Like you're going to get for mass incarceration and over policing. So how, how do you, how do you quantify that? How, what, Right. Like, yeah, like is it because you were, you were, you know, you were arrested or somebody was arrested. So like, um, this is where that 800 billion would go to is that if you lived in a racially homogenous neighborhood, you might just get $148,000. Locals who have lived in the state from 1971 to 2020 are eligible for compensation addressing the impact of over-policing and mass incarceration to the tune of $115,000. Per year. The biggest lump sum is reserved for black Californians who can demonstrate experience in health disparities, presumably attributed to racial racist policies. For them, they can get $966,921. A black senior citizen who has lived her whole life in the state and can claim to have been exposed to all the various harms raised in the report might be eligible for compensation upwards of seven figures. So the first what? question that I have is one, where is this money coming from? And who has to pay for it? Like, secondly, what if, I mean, my family came from, from Ireland. Like how, in like 1901, 1911, like we didn't have any slaves. Tansy's never owned any slaves. It, so would I have to it, pay that? Yeah. Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna have people you're gonna end up have people going. Yeah, I'm not paying my taxes this year. Oh, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of people doing that right now too. Well, they just hired all those IRS agents. Like yeah. if you like if you don't think that there's some like overarching like, hey, we're gonna do this today, and it's not gonna mean anything. But six months down the road, this is gonna mean something. So we're 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 not gonna the the IRS agents mean nothing today. Yeah, but because I'm gonna, gonna say like, who would pay that? I'm telling you right now, if I lived in California, when I would move, right? Like, there's just, there's no way I am paying somebody for over policing or whatever. Like, how about the like we charge you for over uh, for like high amounts of crime and domestic violence? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, over, you know. And I, Everybody, like every race of every culture fucks up, right? Like there's going to be bad police, but there's a lot of bad black people too. There's a lot of bad white people, a lot of bad Hispanics, there's a lot of bad Asians. And we just talked about Japan and all the heinous things he's done. We haven't even talked about the heinous shit the French has done for many years. Where do you think the majority of the slaves that landed in America came from? They came from the French and the French owned islands. Like we bought and paid for them. We paid the French for those slaves. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, not only that. I'm not paying reparations to anybody except maybe Indians. The Indians are the only one I can really see that we kind of owe, not even kind of, we owe the, we owe Native Americans some shit. We're the only, so I'll, I'll point, not that I'm discounting that, but, it, and I'm not saying that we came over and just obliterate because that's exactly what happened. But at what point in history did any other country come in and take something over and they go, okay, well, my bad. Right. Like, like there's where the like United Germany. States, like, yeah, the, the, like they, they conquered what they did and they're like, oh yeah, this is ours now. Yeah. Cause like what the Germany, that like, that was conquered by the Romans. Right. Like even like, before, like if you want to go back and like, we can go back and you can argue like, oh, well, who's the first of this? Well, the, like, no. if you really want to argue like back to back, like who are like, we were not alive for any of this shit. Yeah. We're yeah, we like, are arguing like we over have, like, things. 
Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we have no control over, we don't have a time machine. Like, what's well, like, we're arguing over stuff to just argue over stuff. And I feel like Tactical Dude in the comments says that we do need to give uh, Native Americans some stuff back, but yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's like we don't have, do we have a Native Americans Day? Do we have Indians Day? I guess I call it Indigenous People Day. That's not well, that, well, that was that was that was Columbus Day that they're now making Indigenous Peoples Day. But I mean, like you'd think that they'd have like an Indian Day where we learn more about Indian culture. That's what I'm saying. Like these days that they have, you know, aside from like St. Patty's Day, if we were really smart, and the education system was half a shit. Um, that would be a day to learn about the culture of said people. Right. So on St. Patty's Day, you know, in school, you'd have St. St. Patrick's Day style cuisine. You know, if it's in Indians Day, maybe you have an Indian style cuisine, like where we eat Indian food. Black History Month, we eat black cuisine, black food, shrimp and grits, some fried chicken, some watermelon. I, I don't know why that's fucking racist to say that. I mean, shit, dude. It, it, you know, what do white people like? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm telling you right now, fried chicken sounds way better than the shit that white people eat. Mayonnaise. Right? <laughs> mayonnaise <laughs> you know i mean i don't know you know it's like you could take a you could take the opportunity to learn about other cultures um and 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 as far as reparations go you could take all that money and invest it into something that would be useful like like re like better education right because with better education you don't have things happen like that crime rates go down when people are more educated when people know how to to finance their money. You know, we, we don't educate, we educate in the public school system based on a check the blocks theory, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really help. Right. Um, for a kid that wants to be an entrepreneur, some of the stuff that you're teaching them in, in a public school system, it doesn't really apply to that person. Uh, people who want to do certain things with athletics and things like that, the education system doesn't really benefit those people. It's a check the blocks type system. It doesn't meet anybody on a personal level, but you know, the fact that almost every single low income inner city school is only blocks away from McDonald's and it blocks away from Walgreens where everything is the most expensive and all the kids just go sit outside of a school at lunchtime of a high school and watch the massive amount of kids who flee to the local Walgreens, the local CVS and the local McDonald's and the local Wendy's, whatever's across the street from their school. You know, if we have a starvation problem, like we have kids that are going to McDonald's every day for lunch, every day. Did you guys have special duty assigned for it? What's that? Did you guys have special duty assigned for it? Yeah, I mean, we uh, for for us, yeah, we you know we knew like we knew the Dollar General, you know, the Dollar General pulled out uh, from away from the school because they were tired of getting ransacked every afternoon. Like we would have, we would have specific times of the day we'd have like that would be a special duty would be you're going to go sit over at the Burger King for the next four hours. Yeah. So that would be like overtime, yeah, like overtime out, on, your, yeah. on your, on your day off. Like it would be an extra assignment that gets assigned to the shift. You know, but if you had an education system that taught you, you know, that Walgreens was way more expensive because you're paying for an inconvenience. And it's, that's why going to the convenience store, you know, it's crazy to me how many people pump gas and then go into the convenience store and walk out with hordes of shit. Like go buy that hordes of shit at the grocery store where it's like $3 cheaper for each item. You know, you're saving you're saving yourself twelve to fifteen dollars by going to the grocery store versus buying your shit. You know, if you buy a pack of Gatorades and a couple of bags of chips, it's eight dollars less to buy all of that at the grocery store. You have eight times as much for the for the price that you pay for one. You get the they don't eight teach times. you any of that shit in school. You know what I'm saying? Math. Or no discipline. There's no discipline there. But anyway, the, the whole reparations thing. And I haven't found a single poll where anybody voted for reparations. Like, I like. No, the, I don't like, know that didn't vote for it. Um, uh, middle-aged people didn't vote for it. They weren't pro against it. Young people weren't pro reparations. Like any poll that you look at on who's voting for reparations, nobody the, the, the reparations has never won a single poll, except maybe low income, low income poll. And I don't think it won that. I think even like the low income folks were like, yeah. No. I don't believe in paying reparations. Well, because they under because you have to understand that that money has to come from somewhere. Like, if it's coming from taxes, are you going to segregate taxes? Right, like, and that's the other thing with the Fourteenth Amendment. I think kind of like protects against all of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, like 
we we've we literally fought a war to make sure that we are one nation under God. Like one, we're not going to pay this for this and this for this and this. like. Where would it, it stop? You know what I'm saying? What, you know? It's it doesn't because then you start labeling uh, a shooter as a white supremacist. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about this white supremacist shooter. There's a lot of question and skepticism going on here. He has some fresh Nazi tattoos, some fresh SS tattoos. You know, there's a lot of questions. Can a Mexican actually be a white supremacist? Um, just a we lot know. of questions coming out of this. But I would like to point out is that, again, and I've said this in other shows, that we always care more about the mass shooter than we do the victims. And I always thought that was tragic. Because we're not even trying to understand the shooters mentalities in these cases. All we're trying to do is prove a point, a political point. Um, and here, here we go. Case and point or point in case, um, bring up the one article and how it was labeled for the Nashville shooter, Texas gunmen, social media post embraced white supremacy. Now the same company put out a tagline. This is the same news. This is reutters. Um, for the Nashville school shooter, it said Nashville school shooter had emotional disorder uh, and a small arsenal, according to police. So we know that that's not really true about the Nashville shooter. And we know that the Nashville shooter, in fact, had a manifesto that we haven't yet to see. We haven't seen that manifesto yet. We don't know um, what's on that manifesto. Uh, but we also know that he was anti-Christian and transgender, anti-Christian, you know, which is a hate crime. Now, what's more hateful? Going after Christians or going after Jews? What's more racist? Is it more racist if you hate or, you know, you know, is it more racist to uh, mass kill Jews or mass kill black people? What's more racist to be anti-Jewish or to be anti-black? Is it more I racist? Think, you know, you know what I'm saying? I think if you go over to Germany or go, I, go to any place on earth where they've unearthed like mass graves. They just say that there's mass graves. They don't say there's mass graves and there was 13 white people and nine black. They, they don't they say bullshit. They just say mass graves. So if there's a mass killing of people, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. And the shooter, whoever does the shooting, they don't get a chance. At that point, they're, they have lost any respect. They have lost any rights. They have lost anything as a human. You just decided to not only take one, take multiple lives. You have made the decision that your life does not matter anymore. So now you're going to take other lives so you can go to prison for the rest of your life. I don't give a shit whether you're a guy, a girl, black, white, Mexican. I don't care if you hated dude. I don't care why you did whatever you did. I don't care because it does not matter unless you're trying to push a narrative. Unless you're trying to get behind, oh, we're going to ban this or oh, we're going to ban that. Right. Last time I checked, murder is illegal. Every state, every place on the face of the earth, if you kill someone, you'll get in trouble for it for the most part. Yeah. The guy, the, the motive for this guy that made him snap was his neighbors wanting him to stop shooting in his front yard. And, um, and then he cre created these atrocities. Now, this guy was definitely mentally unstable. Um, and he's a crazy, he's a wackadoodle. But we have a lot of wackadoodles in this country. I would say this dude is just as much a wackadoodle as the trans dude. That does. These are all people who suffer from extreme, unchecked mental illness and extreme lack of discipline. It's it's unchecking, it's unchecked discipline that res, that resorts in what we call mental illness today. It's allowing kids to grow up unparented, and then they become they become one of these mental health patients this is bred into them this is something that they weren't born with this was something that was nurtured into them this is poor family households this is a lack of attention from daddy and mommy this is uh, no attention in the school system this is parents celebrating the worst in their children and not the best in their children this is about parents not spending the proper amount of time with their children you know, this is about parents who were the cool parents and allowed their kids to play video games at early ages and watch death and destruction and murder and mayhem at a very early age who thought it was cool to allow their children to watch horror movies at an early age because it's fun and it's cute. Um, and just allowing their whole life as a totality to go unchecked. And this unchecked behavior uh, 
it results in really crazy shit like this. That it's crazy that a Mexican who's full blown Mexican, not even white Mexican, just full Hispanic, uh, you know, South American, Latino, definitely not uh, um, not white. What do what do Latins call white people? Anglo's, Anglo's. Yeah, you know, this dude's definitely not an Anglo. <laughs> you know, this is full Mexican. He's got the Mexican mustache. He's got the Lasro Lopez mustache going on. You know, so in no way would this dude be accepted in the master race of Hitler. Um, yet he puts the symbol of Hitler's SS. He would never make it into the SS, not being that color. He would probably be the one that would be executed by by said racist, by Nazis or whatever. You know, so this guy is just mentally fucked up from the beginning with extremely fucked up parents. I guarantee you, if you go back and you look at this kid's parents, it's probably a non-existent type of relationship with his parents. Um, definitely unchecked. Some people in the, the chats are saying gringo is what they, this guy is definitely not a gringo. Um, you know, but that, that, you know, that stems the question, can Mexicans be racist? Um, and the answer to that is yes. They, they everybody really can be racist. Um, but if you just hate everybody, then you can't like, can you be racist if you hate everybody? But Hispanics you, is a, is an ethnicity. You know what I mean? So you could be, it would just be like, you could be a white Polish person, right? You can be a white Irish person. You can be a white. Yeah. You Very can. much so. You know, you can be born and raised in Mexico. Unless um, it supports, unless it supports a narrative. And be white, you know. Unless you can try to, try to pick some stuff out to like, and it, let, let's, let's, let's hypothetically say that they unearth a shit ton of stuff where he is just in love with Hitler and he is just he he believes he's the second coming of Hitler. So yeah. so let, let let's say that so in his mind he is the king of racism he's the king of white supremacy like do you think that he has these meet does this is he meeting with other people or is this this one person that's a little crazy not a little crazy a lot of crazy like <laughs> obviously so so once we start looking at things in a in a more log like a critical eye set and like start picking apart like okay that is a fact yes the grass was in front of that building but it has nothing to do with how many people got killed I give two shits if the grass was cut or not like it's a fact in the case yes but it means nothing right. like once they start pulling away the facts that don't mean anything, you start looking like all, right, what, what is this? all these articles, they're obsessed with making you hate this man. They want you to hate this man. Every single article. Um, he was a misogynist. He was uh, anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic. He was um, a gun loving white ring. I can never say it. Right wing extremist. Um, every single article. He calls him a racist, an extremist, a uh, hates women. He it's, everything is just geared to you making them. And great, I'm for it. We should hate this motherfucker to no end. I'm all for that. But why do we not do that for the transgender mass shooter killing Christians in Nashville? That's where the disconnect lies. So we want to paint a picture of hatred towards this guy, but we don't want to paint a picture of hatred towards the other guy because he was transgendered. And that's where I think middle America is kind of like, that's where the whole separation of this far right wing, far left wing shit kind of ends is like, Hey guys, no, both of these people were pieces of shit and we shouldn't be making them look good in any way, shape or form. Like we should find every single low point of these people's lives and we should exploit that and make fun of it. You know, like, this dude's mental illness that led him to fucking being a, a, a right wing, full blown Latino um, is just as fucking crazy as whatever mental illness and lack of parenting, um, lack of good parenting that led this transgender dude to be super confused and super hateful and want to go kill Christians. Like they're both wackadoodles that suffer, suffer from the same wackadoodle shit who chose evil over help. See, other people choose love, right? Other people, like, you know, gay people, they find themselves in love. And, and they, they go and they get married and they marry the person. And that's their middle finger to the world. They don't go out and fucking shoot people. They don't go out there and fucking weigh laced, lay waste. They just go and get married. And that's their fuck you to society. And they live a life like everybody else. 
um, hidden, you know, amongst the people. Like, of all the gay friends that I know, I mean, the fact that I know they're gay, is, that's about as far as it goes. Their personal life is their personal life, just like my personal life is my personal life. But why is it that every transgender has got to throw themselves out there um, in some obnoxious anti-women uh, type of, of view it would be like doing blackface and and being like the worst black person you could find and and emulating that that's what transvestites you know this is what these trans people do to these women they find the worst type of female the worst type of karen and then they reenact that in the most over the top and embellished way it's not fair to women it's not fair to society and it all comes back to being a wackadoodle or a group of wackadoodles during the same time frame that this Texas shooting happened and you had the shooting in Tennessee, we had the shooting in Georgia where the mass media has not really been pushing this. There's been little trickles of it's been coming out, but it doesn't fit a narrative. We weren't so like there 19 not, people fucking shot. This is one of the largest mass shootings in American history. How many people got, how many people died? Do you know? 32 people were injured Four of them critically. Right. And that was a and, birthday party at a club. Yeah. And it was like and, a 16. And, it was a sweet 16. Why, why are you having a sweet 16 at the club? First of all, like, come on, come on. And the, the, why, why are we not talking about this? Why is this not on the front page of Reuters? Why is this not like when I go to search for stuff? Why is this? Why does this not come up? Because, because there's an obvious narrative. We all know, we, 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 everybody that listens to the show knows that there's, there's an anti-police. There's an anti, the, you know, mainstream media is nothing but propaganda these days. And that's why it's so important for podcasts like uh, Breaking Points podcasts to exist and Tim Pool to exist and Tucker Carlson to exist and, and all these things to exist because, you know, right now we're, we're seeing a kind of a move and, and, you know, our next topic is, is Tucker Carlson um, who has come back firing coming back to Twitter, announcing to the world that he's going after Fox News and that uh, he's going after mainstream media. And that, and there right now, it's it's really great because the pendulum has swung where there are people combating mainstream media. I just don't think Tucker Carlson's big enough to do it. Um, and I don't think it's going to pay out well for, for, um, for Tucker Carlson because they're just going to go out and try to slander him just like they did with Joe Rogan when they saw that Joe Rogan was a threat, when people were listening, to, actually listening to Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was asking questions. You know, and that's the thing. Joe Rogan asks questions. He questions people of all, all backgrounds, the biggest Democrats, the biggest professors, the biggest Republicans. And all he does is ask them questions. And he throws no softballs to anyone. And he argues with everyone. And that's incredible. He's one of the best interviewers of our time, of our day and age. If he was a detective, he would break everybody. He would be the World Series of First 48 on the TV show. He's incredible. Um, but as soon as mainstream media saw that he has a following and that people actually believe what he says, and he's asking the right questions that mainstream media doesn't want you to ask, they go after him over, over the use of the N word, which was not inappropriate and which was not in, which it was not out of context in any way, shape or form. Was it in poor form? I don't think so. I still to this day don't think so. Um, I do understand the severity of the word and I'm willing to play the game of not using it. That's fine. Um, but I don't think it's the adult way to handle that situation. Uh, that's not the way I would want my kids to, you know, it's like, I, I want my kids to be able to say penis and vagina when having a conversation about sexuality. You know, I don't want to say the P word and the V word. You know what I mean? That's ignorant that, you know what I mean? So if we're having an education, if we're having an education or a learning moment about something saying like, if we're in court um, saying that he used the N word, and told me to fuck off cracker. Why are we saying inward? Why don't we, if we're saying fucking and we're saying cracker all in the same sentence, why do we, why can't in court in an educational, you know, that's a different debate for a different time. We'll save it for Patreon. But, you know, I think they're going to do the same things, the same thing to Tucker Carlson. They're just going to, they're going to try to just dig into his past. They're going to try to come up with shit that doesn't exist. Same thing they've been doing with Trump for years and years and years with the Russian collusion and the Russian disinformation. And, and they're going to do what the mainstream media and the propagandists do. And that's uh, confuse and retard everything. Like we were talking yesterday, the, if, if you were in Tucker's position, my thought I, at this point, if he fears for like, cause all these people that'll go, I'm not, cause they'll make these posts to like, they'll say, I'm not suicidal and I'm not this. And I don't like, if you've got all that, Elon Musk did that. If you, if you fear Say whatever you're afraid that they're going to cap you. Just get it out there. 
Yeah, who was the guy that was coming out on Monday? The whistleblower that we haven't heard anything from? There was an FBI whistleblower was supposed to come out with some shit on Monday and then just... I remember you texted me like on Friday. Oh, this FBI whistleblower is coming out with this crazy information about Joe Biden and the Obama presidency, blah, 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 blah. And I think my text back to you was like, yeah, I'll believe that when it happens. And of course, Monday came around. Um, But even Fox News, Sean Hannity was talking about it, about this whistleblower, you know, credible source, credible source. Uh, And it's going to just be, you know, bombshell news, blah, 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 blah. Well, if it was going to be bombshell news and he wasn't looking for a payout, he would have came out with it on Friday. Because you're looking for, they're looking for, the media is, they're still looking for ratings because they're, back in the day, you you couldn't be able to, to call them out on their bullshit so fast. We live in a day and age where I can literally instantly tell you exactly what's happening halfway across the globe. Like within milliseconds, you'll know exactly what's going on. So we can start calling bullshit out almost immediately. And that's that's one of the biggest differences between now versus even like 20 years ago. Like when we were graduating high school, like I guarantee the same bullshit was going on back then. I guarantee in the 80s it was going on. I guarantee that because you've got the 60s, you got the JFK stuff. Like this isn't a reoccur- this isn't new. It's just we're able to call it out and almost real time. And right. that's what's new. Yep. So I, I don't, I think Tucker needs to, cause he's got, I, like we were talking, like, I don't think if he ever, like if he shuts up right now, he never says another word for the rest of his life. I don't think that he's going to starve. No. I don't think, I think that that man is set for the rest of his life. And if he comes back to life and lives another lifetime, I think he has enough wealth that he can live several lifetimes. It's like, there's nothing in it for him to put it out other than clearing his conscious. And if he's clearing his conscious, then just get it out. Right. But I understand like the legal part of it. And he's got to go through it. Like I understand there's some self-preservation, but if you like if people are getting in fear for a life or we have this joke about being Clinton, <laughs> you'd be Clinton or Epstein. Like that's a, it's, it's a joke that you're going to be killed and they're going to make it look like a suicide. You're going to shoot yourself in the face. Gosh, and then shoot Every yourself time you talk three- about it, like it just throws me back to that case last night. Like I cannot stop thinking she, about that case from last night. She, she, wow. how, how can you shoot yourself three times with a shotgun? How one can of you, those times how can you slit your, how can you slit your throat and then crash your motorcycle in the back of somebody and die from a motorcycle crash? Like the, I just, I'm just glad I don't know these people any better. That's all I can say. It's so crazy. I'm, I'm glad I just watched it on the internet. It's so crazy. It's um, it's all crazy. But you know, the good news is, is that Kamala is in charge of AI. We're all going to be okay. Um, Mer five thirty says the Tennessee and um, Las Vegas shooter. There's zero info, but uh, this guy, we have everything in a day. That's true. Like we know what Russian sites he was visiting. We know what social media he was posting. We know his. Uh, we know the whole timeline of events, what set him off, who he killed, blah, 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 blah. We know all of it. But you're right. You know, the Las Vegas shooter, um, the the Nashville shooter. Uh, we know nothing about any of this. No manifesto. What's the motive? You know, we can guess. We can speculate. But you're right. It's not like this case where they just spell it all out. I'm going to end it today on something that I think is extremely hilarious, which is a giant. This is coming from the New York Post. Giant penis mowed into the lawn at King Charles's coronation bash site. Um, this may rub royalists the wrong way. Cocky pranksters, quote, cocky pranksters mowed a giant penis onto the famous grounds of the Royal Crescent in Bath, England, uh, where a significant coronation party is said to be thrown in just two days. Residents awoke Thursday to morning wood. Whoever wrote this is a genius with the glaringly obvious penis trimmed into the lush grass overnight. It's unclear if law enforcement is handling the case. Fancy homes that date to the 18th century from a crest, uh, from a crescent on this street known worldwide for having perfect lawns. Uh, yeah. And that is one massive cock. Beautiful that- drawn cock. Um, but it looks to be a circumcised cock. Again, all the cocks that everybody draws from around the world are always a circumcised cock. Tell me why. Celebrate the 300th anniversary of the Georgian era, a flyer for the Royal Crescent event reads. Decorate your own regal crown. 
watch demonstrations on Royal Fraschen, and visit the Georgian cook cooking up delicious recipes in the kitchen. It's unclear how many Royal fans are coming to the bash to celebrate the official transfer of power to Charles, 74 years old, after the September death of his mother, Queen Elizabeth. She had reigned for over 70 years when she died at 96, according to this article. Ceremony will be star-studded featuring performers from Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Andrea Baselli. First Lady Jill Biden is also expected to attend. We know Joe couldn't make that trip. That's way too much going on for that dude. Um, but how did somebody get onto that lawn to draw a dick? Not only that, those are very like perfectly round nuts. The shaft is perfectly spaced. Oh, and like, the straightest of lines. They are parallel. Like it almost seems like it was done with a drone. Like well, some like, sort oh, of oh, like a laser. That or a, a a robot that you can drive out there, and so like it keeps its. I don't know. Oh, that looks very like one of those very... Roomba lawnmowers, but you, yeah. oh, yeah, because you're right. Those lines look extremely sharp, almost perfect. How many dicks have you seen drawn in shacks in country? Oh, thousands. How many of them were perfectly straight? None. I mean, none, but that jet, remember when that jet, do we have pictures from that? When that jet drew a dick over San Diego, uh, I could pull it. Um, I wonder how straight that dick was. Um, and if you could set the GPS to in a jet to even do that, or if he's just that skilled. Um, so the thing with the GPS is. So yeah, see, that's of. not perfect. That's not perfect at all. It's a great dick uh, to be drawn with a, with a jet, but like not, perfect at all there's the gps dick that a boat drew um yeah none of these are perfect dicks that one on the lawn though is a perfect symmetrical cock um very nice very well done those balls are you know full those look like they're ready to bust at any moment as an erect shaft circumcised shaft and the hole is you know um Man. If I make it a criticism, it's it's not centered with the building. Go back and let me see that. Or we don't know that because maybe the picture is off-centered of the building. Well, maybe we don't know what the center of the building is. Well, the picture is centered with the shaft, and the shaft should be towards the center of the building. Now, is that picture that picture is kind of canted? Like if I can't my shoulders, the camera's canted. I'm not sure yet because the camera is like this. Does that make sense? It's like this. Yeah, like a little angle to it. Got a little angle to it. If they were to straighten that out, um, I'm not thoroughly convinced that it's not. Maybe this is of, of alien proportion. Maybe this is of pyramid proportion that we don't even realize how perfect. Maybe that penis is, maybe it is off-centered of the building, but it's pointing perfectly due north, magnetic north to the North Pole, aligning perfectly with the little dipper. Um, that's a sign of something bigger than us that we don't even know about. This dick could represent so much more um and, and the fact just, that nobody saw it happen that's the other huge thing. that thing's the size of a football field like you got like i just go back to thinking how many kids in afghanistan are going to find some dick drawing in some cave or in some shack that some marines that were like we're going to go back and they're going to think that that was hieroglyphics what well, if an, i mean listen like, when i uh when we we took over a palace at the very early days of the afghan war um and there was a fighting position inside of the palace, a sandbag fighting position used by the Taliban. And uh, once we took the palace and you know made our way through it and looked around in the sandbag behind the sandbag, the, so the sandbags were in front of a wall, so they were between a wall and the sandbags as cover. And on the wall, drawn in in, and it probably looks like they took the tip of a bullet to carve it into the concrete walls of the palace. But they drew the twin towers, but the twin towers were penises. And a penis airplane was crashing into the penis twin towers and the people falling out of the twin towers of the explosion were little penises. penises. And that was drawn by the Taliban penis drawings. So all cultures do this. It's not just American cultures. So you think alien, if I was an alien, I'd be drawing dicks on a new planet. Right. Why not? Um, we need to put a picture of that up on our last call Instagram page. If you guys aren't following the last call Instagram page, this is where we put up all the images from the show, um, and images that kind of lead into what the next show is going to be. Lots of fun con there, but, um, yes, this is not a crop circle. This is a cock circle, cock circle drawn by aliens. Um, anyway, 
uh, guys, listen, if you, if you really want to follow the show, um, breaking points podcast, it's, uh, I think they have over a million subscribers on YouTube now. Um, they're one of the biggest non-mainstream media news outlets. Um, I love what they're doing to mainstream media. I don't always agree with what they're saying. Most of the time they are left. They did bring on a female who is very right so that they could balance things out a little bit. Appreciate that. But I think their skew that their views on Uvalde, um, are a little bit misinformed. And I think these are the type of people who would listen to an informed opinion about things like Uvalde or other police dealings and tactics. And, um, as smart as their show is, I'd love to have a shot at, 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 at helping them break down one of these cases or having Drew Breezy break down one of these cases um, from real law enforcement perspective who aren't trying to be political politicians, who aren't trying to be anything other than uh, a voice for police officers and to come out with a real perspective of what a good officer sees or doesn't see. So if you could go some way or another, guys, do us a favor and go to Breaking Points, listen to their podcast, but leave them a rating and review and tell them that they should get the failure to stop guy's point of view on Uvalde or, or any kind of other police thing. Because I think if they see our name pop up enough, maybe they'll come on our show. I don't even care if we go on their show in front of their audience. I want them to come on our show because I respect them and I love what they do. And I'd love to have that conversation with them. So if you're still in these live chats, if you still carried on to the very end of this show, which was brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack, please um, do go the extra mile for us. Um, and do that also check out we got a lot of stuff coming we'll be into the new studio by monday and so i will be then putting out lots of content to that patreon Uh, my wife will be delivering some content last row lopez and i have a show going out called the last row wine show on patreon lots of other stuff and of course continued our our five shows a week that are free for first responders into the public everywhere um also remember if you become a paid member um via youtube or um patreon you're also going to get digital copies of my book um depending on your membership you might even get some uh, signed autographed pictures you might get a signed autographed copy of the book for ten dollar members um and just some things like that there's gonna be a lot of room for extra curricular things as we grow there's gonna be a lot of other bonus to be but right now your money's going towards all new equipment we have reinvested every single dime that you guys have provided us in the last three months um since we started the patreon and uh again we 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 are putting that all into it to have even better content. And as soon as I get in there, the graphics, the lighting, all the content, is just going to get better and better. And so we really appreciate you guys. Um, until next time uh, for myself and Josh from dead, like media guns up and giddy up.